Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 11 of the Cannabis Quest podcast. As always, coming back at you, I am Space Cadet Hunter. I'm Space Cadet Courtney. And we just want to thank you for listening and giving us your ears to our latest episode with Canahem. It was my favorite so far, and it seems like it was all of you guys' favorite as well. I love seeing those uh, pings light up on the map of those listeners in our local state, across the U.S. Even and it, in France. France. I mean, there are in so Japan. many other countries now that are like almost in the hundreds of downloads, not to mention we're about to break a thousand downloads, I believe, overall. That's a pretty big deal. And we very much appreciate it yeah, so much. Absolutely. I did, that's the whole point of this is just we appreciate you downloading, listening. And learning about cannabis. And doing that cannabis knowledge thing and sharing it with your friends. And just uh, thanks so much. And we're excited to bring you another fun-filled episode about cannabis knowledge and all that fun shenanigans. So as we all know, Arizona is a medical state. We're conveniently surrounded by recreational states. And that's how many of us kind of get our toes in the water, per se. Hunter and I, that's how we got started there. We had this fab trip to Vegas that one time. Really got interested in that recreational space. And then we got home and we're like, well, how do we do this now yeah being able to be in vegas and not feel sketched out about medicating and having that cool environment where anybody can come in and learn about cannabis and purchase it we were like all right we want to be able to do that in arizona and we want to be on the up and up because homie don't like to be sketched out uh so i mean i i looked into that shiz pretty quick yeah absolutely nearly soon after multiple trips to our good friend California and Nevada there. We're like, all right, 100%, let's do this. So how did we become, how did we go from recreational people, recreational people, to those who like to use marijuana medicinally, medicinally or how did we become patients? Absolutely. So yeah, the whole point of this episode, we were trying to, we want to just, you know, create a verbal Venn diagram here, compare and contrast going from a uh, originally recreational user to a medical patient and then kind of contrast that with what we're seeing a new wave of is people going from say medical patients to recreational patients because a lot of states that are going recreational are originally medical first. But we'll get to that. Let's start with uh, let's start with Space Cadet uh, Courtney over there. Yeah, absolutely. There was a wonderful. I'm going to um, shout out to my my cousins. Love you, miss you. They at one point were hanging out in a in a recreationally appropriate state, and I got to visit them. But unfortunately, I had some homework and I was extremely anxious and overwhelmed. And the three of us had hung out and smoked and stuff while I was at their house previously. And man, it was a great time. It was a really great time. But as I'm struggling to get this homework done, I'm kerfuffled. My cousin sits me down and says, hey we need to get you high. 
And I look at her like, man, I'm doing homework. Why do I need to be doing that? And she's, it's not because we need to get lit. It's not because we want to like get crazy or anything. This don't, is don't want to launch off. Exactly. This is for you to help bring down your anxiety enough for you be, to feel comfortable to finish your homework. And that way you can, you know, actually join us and hang out and not feel stressed out about it. And after the first toke with that mental change, it has completely changed the way I have a relationship with cannabis. I now will use it more for keeping my emotions in check more so than anything else. Oh yeah, cannabis is um, not only physically healing, but spiritually and emotionally healing. And it honestly, I think it reminds us to stay humble. And there's that stigma that, oh, you're not yourself when you smoke cannabis or you become a different person. But I know for a fact for me personally, um, slight, a medicated hunter is a pretty much cooler guy than an unmedicated hunter most of the time. How did you become a medical patient? Well, I'm, you know, I was there in Vegas and I really enjoyed that recreational space and just being so comfortable with cannabis and that stigma just seemed to like kind of disappeared. And the love of my life is from California. So we visited there several times and it's obviously recreational and that vibe too is just even more chill. So when I came back after these visits and at the time I worked in banking the in my opinion the the saddest place to work <laughs> and I had no will to live I was like fed up with work one day and after work just literally went to go get my card to figure out what I can do to learn about cannabis and use it to help me you know achieve that happiness and that homeostasis so I just kind of googled it got the card and then kind of hit the ground running in terms of like learning once I was like Thinking about it in a more medical space, I really thought, oh, dang, this can really help a lot of people. With me using it as an emotional support, I've been doing research on why it helps people with emotional problems. I was looking up some CBD information recently. It, it's a natural SSRI. It helps you produce more serotonin in your body, which is most people use like an antidepressant for that. And I'm not saying you can't use an antidepressant or whatnot. I'm not saying that you you should just switch to weed because everybody is different. But if it's something you're interested in, that could be something that might help you in that aspect. Especially with Canahemp. Shout out to them again and their products. I've learned so much how CBD is almost just like a part of our body that's been missing for so long and it's like this natural, I don't want to say vitamin because has kind of some connotations to some, some different things, but like CBD gives the body so much homeostasis that now being able to introduce that into my routine and it just provides this overall well-being without being like too obvious. It's like we need to figure out how to make sure everybody has an ability to check this out and 
when I first became a patient, education wasn't at the forefront. It was just, hey, I can now purchase legally and be able to be a connoisseur and try all these different strains and see how they make me feel and whatnot. And know that it's tested and safe and know for that consumption. It's tested and safe and for consumption. It was just being able to have that convenience and that safetyness and that and that knowledge, and then being able to have that knowledge and ask for those questions was like an epiphany. Hey, now dispensaries mean that we can really learn about our cannabis. Absolutely. 100%. That's a, a big reason why when I went to go visit my cousins, they're in a state that doesn't currently have any medical marijuana. So I was chilling outside with everybody at the bar. We're smoking a cigarette outside. You know how it is when you're drinking and stuff. And this girl is out there smoking a cartridge. And I'm not stupid. I know what a weed cartridge looks like. And I felt terrified for her absolutely terrified because there's no way for her to know what is in that cartridge it is not tested it is not done in a regulated space i'm not saying that the guy who gave that to her is evil and trying to get her or anything like that but he's also not like he doesn't have laws protecting the consumer making him do the right thing yeah absolutely and that's really simple way to put it like i mean there are a lot of black market or third party cartridges out there on the streets and 99% of them could be harmless but there's not even a shred of anything holding them accountable to make a appropriate cartridge and give you what you think you're paying for so at least having that authority and an agreed upon group of vendors in the cannabis industry saying, hey, we're going to make quality product and we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Like not having that is freaky. Absolutely. All right. So now conversely from our original topic of going from a more recreational oriented user and moving into the medical space and using that knowledge, let's kind of flip the switch and talk about how we're seeing a new wave especially in Arizona, of medical patients who are then going to potentially have the ability to go recreational. And that I say that new wave because it seems like the states that are now becoming recreational were medical first. And some people are really excited. There are people who don't have the desire or need or want to be a medical patient, and that's totally cool. And they're just interested in having recreational, legal, and properly tested cannabis. And yeah. that's awesome. Go go you. Let's do it. Heck yeah. Having and- a recreational cannabis now become more and more prevalent. We're getting to the point where there's a lot more testing. Instead of just having one government-run lab testing shitty weed and putting out great reports, uh, now because it's there becoming more... There is a competition There's a out competition, there. and there's being held to a scientific standard to be able to actually factually report on this and not uh, succumb to any bias. So it's becoming easier to research... Um, here in the U.S., knock on wood, let's hopefully that keeps on becoming more and more convenient and easy. Knowledge is power. Like I said, have said before in the past, Israel has been researching and learning about cannabis for over a decade now. Over two decades. Over two decades now. On, they've, been, they've had medical marijuana available since 1996. 
I was a wee lad then. Yeah, um, just 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 barely a, a blink out there in the world. <laughs> you, you were a twinkle. No, just just barely just newborn is that's for sure <laughs> how interesting and they've been yeah so they've been researching it for how many years i mean here in america i'm sure we've been researching it for however long i mean before the prohibition of cannabis cannabis was widely used in the u.s and hemp for you know, hemp products, and cannabis was in a lot of pharmaceuticals. And everybody knows the Constitution was written on hemp paper. There's that as well. So, uh, talking about medical states transitioning into recreational, let's use Arizona as a model for that. Arizona is... Uh, putting on the ballot in, in 2020 in 2020 prop the, 205 prop 205 the smart and safe act i believe it's called smart and safe arizona as i've heard it uh called as well and what it is going to basically allow is legal recreational cannabis for users over 21 years of age and as some may know, recreational cannabis law was voted on before in Arizona and got shot down by a very narrow margin. Do you remember some of that? Yes, absolutely. It was election year, 2016. It was Trump and Hillary Clinton. And your girl knew Trump was Trump was around the corner and she needed her weed <laughs> I wasn't an informed voter and once i learned more about what that act was all about i'm grateful it didn't pass it was a little bit more businessy businessy and wasn't as uh consumer oriented it didn't really tell us where the taxes were going it didn't really do anything for people who were criminalized using this plant in small quantities and now this this one has addressed it more yes i'll be the first to admit that i was uh i think that was uh not the first time i was able to vote for sure um but i voted it was the first time we consciously voted consciously maybe. voted yes <laughs> um i voted and i actually voted no on that at the time and i'll admit it because i did read at least some of the snippets citizens were not able to grow their own plants if i'm not mistaken um, so that wouldn't have been allowed uh, under that recreational bill. And it, it was very, very vague about where the taxes were going or the money was going. And I can't say at the time younger me was super cared about, super cared about that, but I know that was part of it. Also, it was just very vague in general about like, like what concentrates and, and yeah, edibles. edibles and stuff like that. It just seemed very restrictive and poorly poorly written so i voted no on that and apparently that lost by a, a small margin maybe my vote my vote counted you know and in the new prop 205 in 2020 which is when the when you'll be able to vote yes or no t for this act it does mention where this money is going to be going the money from this tax will go to various state agencies and will be dispersed between co community college districts police and fire departments as well as uh the highway user fund fill in my potholes please government oh, oh man if they if we went recreational 
and it booms like Colorado or any of those other states where you, they just suddenly have money they don't know what to do with. They're, we won't ever have to swerve for a pothole ever again. I want all my freeways to be six lanes. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, super highway by super, Hunter. <laughs> super highway, two HOV lanes, please. With the new bill that is going to be voted on in Arizona, adults 21 years or older would be able to, and I like how specific this is going, possess one ounce of marijuana, cannabis, please, with no more than five grams of that being concentrate. Now, I like that because it was like six months ago when the Arizona Supreme Court finally decided that patients could have concentrate. So yeah, it was super avoiding really shenanigans is nice. But at the same time, Possess one ounce of marijuana with no more than five grams of being uh, concentrates. Is it like for how long? A day? Is that what I can buy per, per visit? Yeah. So like I need a little bit more guidance on that. But so far, so good. Um, cultivation to six plants. Or if you have two adults who are 21 and older and you really want to have 12 plants, that's going to be legal. That's beautiful because that was not allowed with the last bill. Like, so... That's pretty Oh, dank. another a, a, a vague one here. It, I guess it does get into a little specifics, but it says marijuana products that could be sold that imitate brands marketed to children are not allowed. So basically, you can't have uh, you can't no, have like, gummies and like, like candies. Can't be shaped like animals, insects, fruits, toys, or cartoons, according to this list here. Which is interesting because, as we know in the medical space, we got gummy worms, we got gummy bears. So I guess now they're all gonna if there's going to be any infused gummies in the recreational space, they're just gonna have to be. Cube shaped, I guess. <laughs> cube shaped, I guess, not a big deal. Um, right here, Weed it doesn't cubes. say anything about children um, have or about having like uh, child proof containers. I know in California that is a big, big, huge thing. Oh, I, I think on there it's going to go into specifics I, about sure, child proof containers. Yeah, I for hope sure. That that is the case. I hope so. Well, I mean, yeah, they they make those things darn near impossible to open. So, yeah, I don't like. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree that it should have it, but my fingies won't be happy. And going back into like the um, last act, the in 2016, where it did not mention the criminalization of marijuana, it didn't address those folks that were hurt by those things or jailed. We got brothers and sisters who have been wrongly convicted and jailed for possessing the cannabis plant when there's now people who are benefiting from it very much so. And I know I've spoken to a lot of patients and myself, I am very concerned about rectifying people who have been wronged and wrongly jailed for cannabis now that if we're going to make it legal, we got to we gotta right this wrong. The last act didn't do that, it, right? Yeah, it didn't. But From this my, one wants to? It says here, it, assuming it passed beginning in July of 2021, previously convicted individuals who were possessing less of an ounce of marijuana, six or fewer plants or paraphernalia could petition to have their records taken care of. It doesn't say that this will automatically happen. Um, in some states, it automatically, f they flip the switch and they expunge these records. But here in Arizona, it looks like you're going to have to petition to have that happen. I'm not sure on the details of that. Unfortunately, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not um, 
I play one on I'd, television, though. Absolutely. <laughs> so you'll definitely have to look into that. I will make sure in this episode we have the website that we're looking at literally as we're recording on there so y'all can look at what we were looking at here and i imagine that uh the wording here says people who have been convicted of possessing less than an ounce and then less than like six plants or whatever that's got to be the majority of people like the people have like the majority of conviction so if that happens hopefully like there's a big 90 percent or whatever of these things get wiped out and i'm just throwing that number out there but i'm being hopeful yeah, that's I'm, pretty awesome. That's some really good stuff because then you've got your your person there who just had a pipe in their pocket or whatever as they're going down the street and they get pulled over by the cops and then they're then in trouble for that pipe. Life changes were, for yeah. yes, and that's not that sucks. So it'd be super awesome to have records expunged because then you'll be able to have better job opportunities and things of that nature. Almost oh, certainly. And that kind of brings up some, this last point I kind of want to talk about. And I'm pretty curious about, will this change the culture or, I mean, at least in Arizona, because it can affect elsewhere, but as states legalize recreationally and potentially maybe down the road, let's cross our fingers, the United States just decriminalizes cannabis or deschedules it or what have you, do you think that will create an effect in which employers will not drug test for cannabis as much? I'm definitely hopeful. Because it's definitely not cheap for the employers to do it. It definitely isn't. And it disproportionately, those drug tests disproportionately affect cannabis users more than anything else because Mm -hmm. cannabis is fat soluble so that you know that can stay in your body for For like 30 or more days when i uh last time i tried it took me 44 days to pee clean so that's crazy but a, a a coke user uh through science and water soluble drugs it's like 72 hours yeah and that i mean if you know you've got a drug test coming up most of the time it's only you know, a week or so. Yeah, here's a week or four days notice or something like that. What patients and what adults do in their home when they're not at work, you know, should be their own business here in the good old U.S. of A. So I'm hoping maybe there'll be a culture change where, you know what, you don't have to pee in a cup to get this job. We, we, we like you or not, and we think you have a good personality, you're on board. I am of the mind that if I were to be the business owner and I was the the guy making the decisions, I would probably save my drug tests for obvious use at work. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I won't drug test you to start working here, but if you're acting a little itchy, maybe. But like... And, and maybe it won't be like you specifically, but then, sure, we'll do a quick little run around and see what's going on here. But... But these whole pre-employment things... Uh, employers already have the upper hand anyways. Let's not look at my P2, sir. But I digress. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's just a little taste of um, some, Venn, like, like I said before, I really like that term, verbal Venn diagram about recreational versus medical um, and how times are changing and how like speaking of times are changing oh my gosh i can't believe i forgot oh my god what so the mormon church has okayed medical marijuana guys the mormon said it's all right cool yeah let's burn that bush i'm sure like people were real excited to hear about that especially people who um 
maybe are like cancer patients and they're Certainly. they're of faith and they really want to like stay true to what's going on in there. Absolutely, their that's faith. a very good point. It's really nice to then say, now this is an option for you. And they won't have that. Hopefully, that stigma and they'll be able plant. to. God put it on this earth. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And it, I, I'm grateful that now more people will be able to get access to the healing benefits of this plant. But I wanted to put it out there that, hey, the Mormon church destigmatized weed. Why can't the rest of us? Ironically, hell yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't destigmatize it, but you know what I mean. No, no, what you mean? Because uh, just they literally definitely brought it from up here to down here. And education are going to be the necessary cures to get rid of all of this doc- indoctrination that cannabis is bad that's happened over it's only been like 50 years but damn 50 years of some shit so but times are changing really really fast and just having that knowledge is power that knowledge is out there to be able to share with other people and being able to slowly introduce cannabis knowledge and uh, cannabis to your loved ones and your friends and family. And now that we can do that more and more legally, it's an amazing thing. So, that being said, tell everybody about Cannabis Quest and we'll continue to tell them about cannabis and we'll spread this damn plant all over the place, guys. So, as always, with much love from the Cannabis Quest team here, Space Cadet Hunter. I'm Space Cadet Courtney. And we tip number 11. If you're going to make a change, if you're going to transition from medical to recreational, recreational to medical, or non-user to user, remember, the first step is educating yourself. There are sources near and far, online, in your state. And in your ear. And in your ear. That's us here at Cannabis Quest. But just remember, take some knowledge, shove it in your face, and learn about some weed. Later, guys.